1: welcome in to the dmvr fantasy pod with my guys producer kale i took producer Kale's spot um not in the fantasy world where my teams were disastrous this week it was not my kind of week my man justin michael here justin how are you
2: doing good man my my fantasy team is also a disaster i have no healthy running backs the trade deadline has passed there's nobody to add it's It's a disaster, but that's, that's just kind of how this portion of the season goes trying to tread water as long as I can and hopefully sneak into the playoffs.
0: I have vaunted myself into the number one or number two seed in all of my leagues.
1: He's doing it. Um, well, and some of this is unsurprising on a week like this, obviously injuries have been a mess. Uh, but part of it and, uh, I'm the biggest culprit of all is that guys like uh, Jonathan Taylor blew the F up this week. Um, I mean, uncontainable this whole whole I mean, there there's legitimate uh, MVP buzz at this point. And um, they run through the AFC the way they did the bills. That's not going to sound stupid. And just with a competent quarterback behind them, we're seeing the kind of production. We could take some victory laps. Great week for uh Kale's guy, Jalen Hurts, the symbol of running quarterbacks. uh Austin Eckler, amazing day. But we are not here to take victory laps. We're here to celebrate Jonathan Taylor. What a stud. What more can you say at this point,
0: guys? Uh, other than we were wrong. Look, I trade. Sorry, I literally Jonathan.
1: put. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I put my money where my mouth was. I literally traded him earlier this season for a package of Mike Jasicki and keenan allen and i thought that was the move and it's i'm still i'm still fantasy relevant but that move should have
1: ended my season yeah um eh, what what more can you say i will never never forget your name because that's what i was doing for years i would call him like sunshine you know um and i i will never underestimate your talents it was a joy to watch you run through the number one defense in the NFL by many metrics that was extraordinary, and yeah, we just had some pretty special performances this week, as I mentioned. Hertz, um, Eckler was really spectacular. Some of the film on what Herbert did, um, was just incredible. Uh, the Mac Jones takes, I don't know, half decent. Kendrick Bourne, those guys looking good. So, hey. When you are tuning into to the MBR Fantasy every week, we might not get them all right in the preseason, but we have you covered. Um, in well, other it's not areas as if the criticism sorry.
2: wasn't warranted, though, right? Like it, it's, it's not like he's been producing this way his entire career or anything like that. But this season has been a breakout one, and, and obviously. We said he was really overhyped. A lot of fantasy people were, were tabbing him as like a top three fantasy running back. He's obviously been that. He's lived up to it. We were skeptics, but his run in the last like eight, nine weeks have just been nuts. 13 touchdowns, already has 1,122 rushing yards, both of which lead the NFL. The Colts are, I don't know if they're a contender, but they're a team you have to take seriously in the AFC. The The whole problem with the AFC right now is it's just so week to week, really the NFL in general, it's tough to say like, who's Mm -hmm. actually a good team, but Jonathan Taylor, man, he is. It's nuts, but he's breaking that trend, right? Of Wisconsin running backs that (laughs) are are superstars in college and then go on to just kind of have lackluster NFL careers. I know Melvin Gordon had his moment in the sun, but it was nothing like this.
1: No, it's a great point. And you know, I think, what Jonathan Taylor? What's interesting that happened with him is he closed out the season last year playing really good, promising ball, it's similar to like David Montgomery, right? And both of those we didn't really buy. Montgomery turned out to be true. Jonathan Taylor turned out to be completely false. But it does happen where you start to kind of you start to kind of sleep on guys that performed at the end of the year because your lineup's already set with the guys who are working with for you throughout the year it kind of goes unnoticed and if you pay attention to some of that end of year stuff it will pay off um, if you just stay true to it the next season so just a bit of a preseason lesson to to try and take with us so that our process can be correct next time because Jonathan, not just a, a mistaken evaluation on a specific i think a process problem because the the hints were all there at the end of last year uh, great play caller, great O line. The question mark was the quarterback. And as soon as the quarterback checked off enough boxes, he's taken completely off. Um,
2: so, yeah. Let's. Well, fantasy related, but real quick, just this Colts team in general, especially with them kind of being featured on hard knocks, they're very likable. Like Frank Reich. Carson Wentz, it's a very wholesome group, and then mm-hmm. it's it's easy to root for, especially, you know, I'm not the biggest Urban Meyer fan in the world, and Houston's kind of a disaster, but that's yeah. them versus Tennessee is going to be fun to watch how it plays out down the stretch. Yeah, yeah they're,
0: they're crazy likable. Go, Dre.
1: Well-built, and well-built. Like, they're a fundamentally sound team, and from a fantasy perspective, JT and Michael Pittman, a guy who we were right on and did talk up, a decent amount, at least recently, are really making a difference in those skill positions. And look, if Wentz is still a streaming option between the talent around him, the play calling, the O-line, everything we just talked about, JT, and you danced around it just now, Justin, that AFC South-heavy schedule, it's, you could do a lot worse than a kind of a backup QB or even a QB one for you on the low end um, and- for the rest of the year. And it's time to give Frank
0: uh, Frank Wright his credit where credit is due. Look, at this point, we're three years in, and he's going to have top 10 offenses with three different quarterbacks. That's insane. He deserves to be in that play-calling category that we hold Shanahan and McVay and Peyton in regard. I mean, it's time we give credit to Frank Wright because he's one of those guys. The guy puts up 30 point offenses regularly and it doesn't matter who his quarterback is.
2: Broken well, Carson Wentz, a million years old Phillip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett. Like they're just he they had get a it functional
0: done. offense with Jacoby Brissett.
2: Yeah, he may be in Jacoby a little bit. Like I him going to Miami, I was like, I don't, you know, maybe that could be bad for Tua. And then you see Jacoby in a, in another system or even I mean, going back to his time in New England, it definitely wasn't what he was able to do with the Colts. He's a great play caller, and I think he's just a good coach in general. Not that McVay or Shanahan or any of those dudes have locker room issues that I can speak of or anything like that. You can just, you can see the Colts like playing for him, and he seems to get the best out of his players, and he's an inspiring leader. It's, It's very, they've had a bunch of them over the years, the Colts have, honestly. They've, you know, Pagano and Tony Dungy to an extent. I think they've, They've done a good job in getting the right guys to to lead the ship, but I'm going way into the weeds now. So I'm sorry, let's let's bring it back on track and and talk about a fantasy perspective.
1: No, that is something, especially in dynasties, but I think in general, trying to mine good coordinators is absolutely uh, kind of an underlooked part of being a fantasy GM. What's not underlooked is the waiver wire. And amazingly, going into week 12, with uh, just the cards and chiefs on by so now we're starting to have fewer buys you can prioritize a few guys you might not have to go uh, as poo-poo platter wide on your waiver wire where it's like well I, i don't have viable quarterbacks i need a defense i need a kicker and hey if i can find a running back and wide receiver that'd be great as well now you can prioritize a few things we add some breakout performances like elijah moore for the jets and you know that carousel at quarterback's been hard to gauge but a lot was expected of him coming into the season you love to see him be one of the top performers we need to start talking about cam newton i mean we we just we have to have that conversation at this point in uh standard scoring had a 26 point week and a loss to washington and you know just in part-time appearance. A week prior in the blowout of Arizona, still at 11 points. Um, he's a big factor and could be down the stretch. And then there are other names to get into. Um, but waiver wires, what are you buying right now? What, what are you prioritizing for, fellas?
0: Um, Elijah Moore is sort of should be priority number one for people. I picked him up three weeks ago, and he's been a solid scorer for me. I mean, his lowest performance over the last three weeks in PPR leagues was 13.1. He's obviously went off at a big 25-plus point week, regardless of what system scoring system you're using this week. But he's been really dependable throughout the quarterback play. He's sort of emerged as the number one option on that offense regardless. Um, It's nice to see. I've been a guy hyping up Elijah Moore as a fantasy option for like three seasons now. So I'm like kind of glad it's kind of, kind of finally coming to fruition. Um, And I think that should be priority number one, if he's still available in your leagues. Um, But he's definitely startable at flex, if not in a wide receiver two position, maybe not dependable. He probably hit his peak for the season. So if you're a guy who's maybe looking to sell high in a dynasty, I get that, but that would be my priority
1: number one. Yeah. And seems the Jets offense in general has become way more viable. Now that Zach Wilson is an under center. Um, I imagine that's hyperbole that for three years, because he is a rookie. Yeah. I I know we all, we all, we all, all (laughs) um, Cam Newton, Justin, what are you buying? And dude injuries with the Cowboys. You've been talking up Gallup. We thought you were Homer forget Gallup. Now people need to prioritize Cedric Wilson with, amari cooper out and cd getting injured against the chiefs
2: that's been the tough part about that cowboys offense in general is just they have so many different guys that they can beat you with i mean if you have Gallup, it seems like it's going to be a wilson day if you have wilson it seems like it's going to be a dalton schultz day if it's not then it's in the backfield they've just they're loaded and from a fantasy perspective that's a little bit frustrating but it's clear they trust Cedric Wilson. He's been a guy that they've always implemented yeah. into the lineup when any of these guys have gone down. Yep. So he has the ability. You know, I, I got to see him plenty when he was at Boise State. He's a guy that can stretch the field, consistent hands, good athlete. I, I like him, especially moving forward, because I just think Dallas's defense has kind of come, come down to life a little bit, and I think they're going to be in some shootouts down the stretch. So I, I just would like to pick up any of those guys if you have the opportunity. Cam Newton though. Man, he I think you I think you have to buy him at this point. It, it seems like he's a viable I like I I know long term I don't love it and obviously he's like a big hit away from no longer being relevant, but if they're going to give him the red zone touches and it seems like they're going to, he's going to pick up a lot of points. I mean, it's kind of similarly to, to Jalen Hurts who's proven to be a better passer of the yeah. football than I think a lot of people have given him credit for, but you know, Ultimately, you just always have the ability to get 10 to 15 points on the ground in any given game, and that's just such a massive upside.
1: Two massive factors at play with Cam that are right up Kale's alley. It's really three, and the injuries are the biggest one that Justin just mentioned. The other is that Carolina offense, like when McCaffrey's in, The world opens up. Everyone becomes viable. When he's out, they're very mediocre. And then it's the running quarterback factor that you've been talking up for a couple months now that has proven to be true beyond all doubt this year. If McCaffrey's in and Cam's healthy and can run, I think it's clear, right?
0: Yeah, I mean he also looks young. I mean that's the thing to me is it matches yeah. the eye tests. I'm yeah. not worried about him down the stretch. He looks the healthiest he has in years. And the extra time off probably helped with that. And I'm not I don't think Carolina's too worried about him going into next year and with how wide open the NFC is, they view themselves absolutely still in that wild card hunt. I think they're going to use Cam as much as they want to use him in the red zone down the stretch because they're mm-hmm. not worried about his long-term health necessarily, even though there's been reports that they're willing to bring him, maybe bring him back next year. So they're going to give him the touches and they're going to use him. So you might as well play him
2: at worst. He's what you thought Taysom Hill could be exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just hate that Carolina gets to have this fun storyline. They, you know, like unceremoniously kick him to the curb, Mm -hmm. take all his pictures down in the stadium now you welcome him home, and he might lead you to the playoffs. But hey, that's all right. That's it's fun. He's it's been a wonky NFL season, and of all the quarterbacks, other than the, you know, maybe Simeon of late or the the brief emergence of Mike White, Cam's probably the most viable out of any of the quarterbacks that have just been thrown into the fire. And the. I'll
1: say we'll save it for the second half, the streaming, because I think there's a few interesting conversations there's good options. Yeah, yeah, with some of the guys we talked about last week as well. Just closing out the waiver conversation. Um, I think you got to really prioritize Devonte Freeman. Uh, you Justin mentioned it in the open. Everyone's struggling with running back issues. He does seem to be getting more touches and, just be fitting a little more in the Ravens. Also, he's such a tough dude in the red zone. He got a touchdown last week against the bears. You think that could keep up, um, Jeff Wilson, San Francisco. injuries keep with the happen. jets. Yeah. Right. As some people are also saying, Tevin Coleman with the jets just because of injuries, but there is an opening. That's one to monitor. Um, and I'm still seeing like my guy, Tyler Conklin still available in a ton of leagues. You got to pounce. Um, And we'll we'll cover more of that on streaming options and stuff. But as all our hardcore fantasy players, listeners know, there's no better time to get in on DraftKings Sportsbook, number one sportsbook in all the land. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for free bets, they say. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss new customers can bet just one dollar on any thanksgiving nfl game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if your team scores a point absurd deal there you go free money on thanksgiving also anyone who follows this show is going to be tuned in to the props i gave out j jonathan taylor over rushing yards it was set uh very low very low so i gave that uh on the tailgate that absolutely murdered. Kayla and I had a ton of fun live betting at the bar. The app is phenomenal for that. Um I was I was
0: hitting uh I was hitting next uh next score field goal. I hit that like 3 times straight this weekend. Made like 100 bucks. It was awesome.
2: Next week in live bets, amazing. I cashed in big time on CSU down 20 points right. last night. Right. I, nice. I I live bet them four separate times during that game i at let plus money.
1: I'm honestly mad you didn't text me because I was. I should
2: have. I, I was have working late.
1: I was watching Monday night. I, you know, uh, the nuggets were on or the abs were on in that insane game. Um, So I was distracted. I was following CSU on my phone, but never even thought of jumping in. All these opportunities. Last year, I paid for my family's holiday gifts with some phenomenal bets, one at DraftKings Sportsbook. It was actually all thanks to my guy j mike because of a great offer that was available for the college football playoffs get in download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use that promo code DMVR uh to get that great offer and win a hundred dollars when you bet just one dollar uh they'll also match your first deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right guys lots to get into still with our streaming options i
2: love that graphic. God, i love
1: that graphic so much we teased it let's stay on cam newton because cam newton now the number one priority over a guy like mac jones over a guy like big ben who kind of had a renaissance or even jimmy g or tyrod taylor he, he, yeah. A good in that? Cam Cam Newton, number one for sure. Although I
0: really Jimmy G's playing the best football I've seen him play since they made that Super Bowl run a couple years ago. If he's available, yeah. that's not a bad pickup either.
1: Yeah.
2: Justin, where are you at on this? I lean Cam slightly, I guess. I, I really like Mac Jones. I just I don't love the matchup going up against Tennessee. They're not a tremendous defense or anything like that, but they can they can get after the quarterback a little bit, challenge you. I could see New England kind of go and run heavy in this one. Then again, so, that's like classic Patriots when you expect them to do something to zag the other way and and you get a four-touchdown Mac Jones game. So
1: this is where
2: these are streaming options, and
1: we also featured Cam Newton in the waiver. Now, Cam does have a bye coming up. So that is going to make it so that you you can only start him two of the next three weeks. Now, the two games he does have are against Miami and Atlanta. So that's cash money right now. Mac Jones also has a bye coming up. And he's against Tennessee and Buffalo and then Indianapolis after that. I don't know that I love that. And as you mentioned, Justin, their their game plans can be, I
2: mean, it's the Patriots, very specific to the opponent. So they well, may not be the red it. rocket. Andy Dalton making his start for for Justin Fields on Thanksgiving Day against a poor Detroit defense. They play hard, though. Maybe
1: just for this week. Maybe just for this week. I do want to get into Fields because at least there's no broken ribs. I actually think that's phenomenal for some of his wide receivers like Darnell Mooney um who's still available in a lot of leagues right now and with fields the speedster has just like taken off for the bears his production has really taken off i think heineke's also intriguing you get seattle the raiders who are falling apart dallas who like depending on who's out can really be exploited defensively
2: so he's intriguing thanksgiving. like every year it feels like the cowboys choke on thanksgiving
1: it's a great point. Um, so Dalton's sneaky, but I just think cam against Miami has to be the highest. And I think, uh, I think honestly, kale makes a pretty strong point for Jimmy G against Minnesota. Um, and, you know, he's going to, Jimmy G is going to play against Seattle and Cincy as well, but then you'll have Atlanta. So he's, he's going to be a guy that's going to be frisky as you start to enter um, the playoffs and stuff. I like that he has a lot to play for, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Let's get into streaming defensive options here. This week does get a little trickier. Not a week with a ton of large spreads and potential blowouts where it's like, well, even though, I don't know, Team X doesn't have the greatest defense. They're playing, you know, the shitty Detroit Lions so we can start them this week. Uh, that's not necessarily the case though. After last night, the Eagles have my attention because they're taking on the Giants.
0: Um, I've actually started the Eagles defense a couple times in the last several weeks and they've been scoring points for me. Um, even last week, they, even though they let up 29 points, couple of turnovers, they're putting points on the boards with turnovers right now. Um, as far as defenses go. I like the Eagles have my attention too. Um, I also like the yes. Bears. They're available in a lot of leagues because they've been really up and down and they're playing the Giants. Uh, not the Giants, the Lions. And the Lions are bad. And yeah. they might not even have Jared Goff. So,
2: And if they Kale's- do, who knows if he can even throw the football. I mean, that, yeah. that last performance against Pittsburgh was tough to watch.
1: Yeah, for real. Kale, I love that, is all in on like fading The Lions on Thanksgiving, which is a grandiose idea. You could even start the Lions, D, frankly, against the Bears. If the Red Rockets starting, why not?
2: Yeah, he was also awful on Thanksgiving last year (laughs) with the Cowboys.
1: So (laughs) so bad Um, Um,
0: low key like the Jets. They're playing the Texans and Robert Sala with a different quarterback in there. Kind of sneaky. They'll definitely be available. Frankly,
1: all of these are there's two sides of a coin because you could start the Texans defense against the Jets. Whichever side of that game you pick, you probably are going to win. I also think the Texans might be favored in that one, so I like that. Um, One game I absolutely would stay away from is football team 49ers. 49ers was a streaming D I prioritized last week. You're going to have to dump them because any – game the vikings have been in has been an absolute shootout and um obliteration kale i hate to do this to you but i went out of order can i ask in these final five minutes of show that we do a little stonks now that we've covered our streaming quarterback and uh defensive options because there are a couple intriguing um wide receiver and tight ends coming into the stretch here, which because of injuries or what have you um, are all of a sudden looking intriguing beyond some of those waiver wire pickups that we talked about, like Elijah Moore, Cedric Wilson um, and those different running backs who can fit the spot. And if you don't have it, no big deal Um,
0: has disappeared. I don't know what happened
1: to it. No worries. I want to get into Darnell Mooney. Uh, kind of touched on him, honestly, kind of spoiled the, the segment earlier, but Mooney's really ticked up with fields playing. He's been a top performer. Um, decent production once Dalton came in, but actually Godwin kind of, uh, took up some of those touches, assuming with no broken ribs, fields can come back soon. Uh, are we buying We're buying that, uh, Darnell Mooney will
2: stay where he's at here yeah i mean 16 targets last week yeah, scored two weeks in a row <laughs> i don't think i don't think that's just gonna go to nothing the lowest amount of targets he's had this year in any game is four so yeah. like it, it's clear they prioritize trying to get him the ball he's averaging about you know six seven a game yeah i i like his stock and it's just one of those they don't really have that many other options to throw to because yep. obviously robin's He's just completely disappeared, but right. Maybe maybe they'll get Robinson involved down the stretch. But I, I like Mooney.
1: Or even much of a run game to go to, like they're just kind of okay, time to chuck it up in garbage time, because guess what? We're down double digits and we're the bears. Um Marcus Feldville Scandling had a massive week. We've kind of been waiting as like injuries and stuff happen in Green Bay and you figure out that offense for someone to emerge among the kind of complimentary guys. He breaks out um ten targets, four receptions, hundred and twenty-three yards with a Tud. We bind this? Yeah, he's my
0: favorite of these options down the stretch of the season by far. Um, just the upside of Aaron, in Aaron Rodgers' offense, obviously. Yeah. Also, that defense has regressed quite a bit over the last coming weeks. They're having to throw the ball more, and they're playing from behind more than they were early in the yeah. season. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams, obviously, is ob- always going to be the number one option in that offense. But with Robert Tunyon out, MVS um, is probably going to get some red bone, red zone targets down the stretch of this season. And that's all you can ask for.
2: Really shaping up to be a typical Packers season where A-Raj throws for 375 and five oh, touchdowns, yeah. and that defense gives up 41 points in the playoffs and they lose again. Yep. Honestly, it's kind of
1: crazy, <laughs> but I've seen this trend in fantasy before where by week 12 you see guys with real staying power emerge. Um Cruz, you know, salsa dance, uh wide receiver for the Giants.
2: He kind of broke out. I remember Miles- that. It was like second half of the season. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he comes out with like three straight, you know, 1200 plus yard years after that.
1: Miles Austin, same thing. Um, was it Miles? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. And then, you know, Tyreek Hill, I remember picking him up around week 13 or 14 as a rookie in a league where I was getting return yards. So, and I think every wide receiver name we've brought up has, has real estate power. What about Nick Westbrook? Ekind? That, yeah, that's how I believe you pronounce Ekeine. Um, AJ Brown injured uh, Julio, obviously on and off. He has, uh, he goes past the century mark. We've seen him kind of produce on and off for the Titans who have been absolutely destroyed at their skill positions as of late. Uh, what do you think?
2: Real staying power here? I don't know, man. Eight targets last week, but only five combined the three games before that. I do like that just out of pure necessity, like you said, they're, every, they're so dinged up at this point, they may have no other choice, but that feels like a bit of a gamble. I like the other guys significantly more that we've talked about at this point.
1: Fair enough. Um, and the one I'm going to f- close out with is Zach Ertz at uh, his new team with the uh, with the cards. Now, the thing is, not necessarily his quarterback long-term, but the early returns with Colton McCoy have been very nice. Are you buying it? Is there someone maybe you try to flip quick because you're worried about the chemistry with Kyler? Uh, what's your read on Earths?
2: he's what their offense was missing. Right. Like literally yeah. the day yeah. they traded for him, I went on this podcast and I was like, really a tight end is, is what they need. And you guys, well, they just got hurts. Right. It's, it's lived up to the hype. He's producing like he's, you know, vintage Philly, Zach Ertz again. And I just think he benefits so much from, they have so much talent on the outside at the receiver position. They've got good running backs who are effective as pass catchers he's going to get a lot of one-on-one coverage and he's just one of those guys where it's like, he's too strong for most corners and he still moves well enough that he's tough for linebackers to deal with. And I, I just, I like his role a lot.
0: Yeah, he benefits, I think, the most from um, the presence of Rondale Moore, sort of being mm-hmm. uh, a cross-back receiver yeah. in that offense mm-hmm. because it really leaves that middle open because they're leaving someone yeah. almost spying wherever he is on the formation all over the place. And it leaves the middle of the field for these dump-offs that Zach is so – I mean, look at his stat line from last game. I think it was eight catches for 88 yards. He's really just getting these chunk – like dump off plays just one after another in a PPR league. I love him
1: moving forward yeah. for sure. It's a great point with that four wide offense. You have double slots, a guy like earths, you know, max Williams looked nice to start the season earths though. From a fantasy production, we've seen it over the last five years when he's on, he's one of those guys in like the true upper echelon.
2: And in this he's offense kind of doing he's what Denver wishes. Him. Noah Fant would do, right? Like, yeah. He's stretching the. F- I know that yeah. statistically speaking, sure. Noah Fant is is up there when you like look at his yards per catch and all that. But I think just from an eye test perspective, what Zach Ertz is, is bringing to that offense, it's clear you can see like you have to take him seriously. I, he out of everyone we've gone over so far, other than maybe Scantling, who I think, like Kale said, just because the Packers' offense has to rely yeah. so heavily on the passing game, I think Ertz is is probably the most productive of this bunch
1: well there you go week 12 or not it doesn't matter the stakes are always high there are always a ton of opportunities on it i wouldn't hate going into the playoffs with like three of the four wide receivers we've talked about um including like elijah moore and what have you um and even earths there you go best of luck set those lineups three thanksgiving day games you know this but then thanksgiving comes and you're scrambling for your waiver wire pickups Get them in now. Thank you all for tuning in. Best of luck. We'll catch you next week.